Hello. Welcome to another episode of Reddit Readings. This is the last chance to vote on your preferred narrator, as the voting ends tomorrow. Today we are on the subreddit r slash askreddit and hearing from ex-convicts. Enjoy. Reddit Readings, Episode 29 Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ex-convicts of Reddit, did you find prison rehabilitating? Why or why not? What would you change about the system if you could? It was over 20 years ago in a Canadian jail and minimum security. I was in for cultivation, the only thing mandatory for me was to go to a victim's program so that I became aware of the harm I was causing by quote unquote selling weed. I grew four plants at home for me and my brother and never sold any, and was ratted out by a friend of my brother because I refused to sell him weed for two reasons, a, he was 15. b, I didn't sell weed. The rest of the time was gym and cards. No fear of killings or fights it was quite chill. Two years for four plants that are legal here now. Yes, but it depends on perspective. I can very clearly remember laying on my rack in state pen and thinking, know what? This fucking sucks, and the reason I'm here is because I put myself here. I'm done fighting the system. From the time of my conviction, sold some acid to a friend of a friend who had an undercover officer in the car with him, to the time I discharged my CDC number was 12 years. 12 goddamn years of fucking off my county probation and hiding, unable to live a normal life being scared any time a police officer was in sight. Then having a judge revoke my probation and reinstating my three years joint suspended sentence. Then prison. Then parole. All because I refused to get my shit together and act like a responsible adult. Had I done that I could have had the conviction expunged. But hey, I did it all to myself. So back to the thread question. Prison provided me the opportunity to make the right choice for myself. Most prisons in the US are not intended to rehabilitate people. The only mechanism they provide for that is to make life suck bad enough that a reasonable person might change by their own volition. As a side note, I consider myself extremely lucky in two ways. I had some form of support after I got out. I had a friend that gave me a bed until I could get my shit together. The $200 gate money you get on release is nothing. More often than not it's a hotel room for a night with whatever drugs you've been craving. Yes, there are halfway houses and such but without hardcore determination. Most can just set someone up for recidivism. After about 10 years I found an employer who trusted more in my potential than whatever a background check would imply. It makes me tear up whenever I think about it. The lion's share of people with a felony on their record can only hope for a future full of struggle. Many just give up and follow the only path they know. I did a job a little while ago for a guy who got permanently disabled in prison. They hired me to create a rolling shower for his wheelchair. He was a real scary badass motherfucker who didn't my take shit from anyone, so the guards locked him in a cell with another guy like him, fully expecting one to kill the other. After the fight, they took their sweet time getting him medical attention. Well, he got out a paraplegic with severe brain damage. Needs 24-7 care and one millions from the state. Unfortunately, because he is so severely disabled, he's got a lovely state board of directors that decides what he'll be spending his money on. I couldn't do a nice, 
tile shower for him because vinyl panels are easier to take care of according to them. That's your millions of tax dollars working to rehabilitate a single person. Did four years in a maximum security penitentiary in Canada. I don't think the institution itself or its programs had any influence on my rehabilitation, but I decided for myself I was never going back. They forced us to take certain programs as part of our correctional plan. Such as an anger management course, a course for drug dealers to tell them to not sell drugs, etc. All of which were a waste of time in my opinion. You can get your grade 12 education, which I did. The most beneficial thing that was occasionally offered in certain institutions, which is no longer available, was you could do certain trades such as carpentry or drywall, and the hours could go towards an apprenticeship on the outside. It is a huge shame that it was discontinued. If I could change anything I would implement more programs of that nature, that taught skills that could be applied to the outside world and benefit inmates when they are released. Parole and living in a halfway house on release are both extremely difficult things to navigate and are in my opinion designed to make parolees re-offend. You are thrown in a house with other convicts, prohibited from associating with any person with a criminal record, which in itself is paradoxical. Anytime you leave the halfway house you must tell them exactly where you will be, and must call from a landline, no cell phone, every hour to check in and prove you are where you claim to be. Most people don't own a house phone anymore, and payphones are almost non-existent which makes this very difficult. You can be sent back for the smallest infraction, such as not doing your daily chore at the halfway house, vacuuming, mopping, etc. You are forced to find immediate employment or can be sent back. Finding a job after being inside for that long can be a very daunting task, especially when certain parole officers demand to meet your employer or meet you at work to prove you're actually employed there. Overall more programs on the outside to help get parolees jobs perhaps pre-apprenticeship programs in an example, would be hugely beneficial. Most ex-cons who rehabilitate do it with their own determination and conscious decision to leave that lifestyle behind. I don't feel the system itself and resources within it play an impactful part in that. I did two and a half years, went in at 19 got out at 22. It was honestly the best thing that happened to me. I was on a downhill spiral and many of my friends living similar lifestyles are dead, addicted or in and out of jail. It's been over a decade and I have a loving family, respectable career and working towards my masters. I wouldn't say it was very rehabilitating, though it did make me never want to go back. The worst thing they never tell you is that the COs can do pretty much whatever they want to you. You don't really have due process once you're inside, they can send you to solitary confinement whenever they want, move you to the cell of someone who hates you and look the other way as you get beat up, and nothing will happen to them for it. Most of us were more scared of the COs than we were of each other, though of course there were some good COs. Specific punishments and such vary from prison to prison, but the worst one I always dreaded was, dog breath. If someone in our cell did something the CO didn't like, they'd come in, order us to sit with our backs to the wall, sometimes cuffed, and then they'd bring in their K-9 officer to search the cell. Except, well, she'd search the cell, but spend a long-ass time giving us a sniff over too, with her mouth right on our nose panting heavily. It was absolutely foul. One guy cursed at a CO one day, and the next day our cell was searched, and he spent 15 minutes getting breathed and slobbered on by these dogs until he was gagging and retching. Complaining about the smell was a surefire way to get more of it. Nothing to do about it either. What are you going to do, complain that they searched your cell? That'd be a good way to earn another K9 visit the next day. Not even close to that. Stuck in a big room with a bunch of shitty people and all we did was play cards. Have to worry about getting stabbed or killed half of the time. 
I was in California State Prison at 18, sentenced to four years for possession of one pill of ecstasy in 2006. Prison in California is fucked. You get classified by a point system and if you are young, single and have no kids then you get more points which make your level higher. I have never been to prison so I thought I would get somewhat of a break and get minimum security, but I did not. I got level 3, level 4 being max security, once you get into prison, you must align with a group, usually race affiliated if you are not in a gang which I was not. I was a skinny white dude, so I grouped with the other non-gang affiliated white guys aka Peckerwoods. In California, everything is very segregated by race, and the cops allow it because in there it really is more peaceful and less violent that way. Very different world. Is it rehabilitating? Fuck no. You have two choices in a level 3 or 4 California prison. Do what is requested of you, stab a snitch or a molester slash rapist, participate in a riot, etc., or you get stabbed. Cops allow it because they don't like those types of people in there just as much as we did. However I was only doing 4 years, what if I kill someone, even if they are a piece of shit, because I don't want to get stabbed and then pick up a life sentence. Doesn't matter. You stab or get stabbed. Anyways, once you put in work, you're safe because you gain respect and honor among the seasoned convicts, and earn some sort of status as someone with heart. Lots of bullshit in there, like a white guy can share food or play cards with a black guy and certain Mexicans depending on gang affiliation, etc. They took away all of the trades you used to be able to learn, and all they had was a GED program which was useless due to my HS diploma. In California, the system is fucked and designed to keep you in. I got out in 2009 and off of parole in 2010 and haven't been in trouble since, and my record still haunts me to this day, even though I'm in a successful automotive career, because I was sent to state prison and the only way to get that off of my record is to get a certificate of rehabilitation which is a governor's pardon and they don't give those out. To me, it sucks because now in California, possession is a misdemeanor which means I wouldn't have ever done time in the first place. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hard no. It was extremely overcrowded and for a week, I had to sleep in a room with a maximum occupancy of 12, with 21 other men. Most slept on a floor, I got lucky enough to sleep inches from the clogged and unusable toilet. The room was about 85 degrees. Everyone I met in there was just a terrible person, and a lot of them were happy to be there so they could tell their homies they were locked up. Did two years in 2002. One year in a for-profit regional jail and one year minimum security state prison. Not rehabilitating in the sense they made any effort to rehab us but I did go straight to stay out of there. I was 18 and breaking into businesses for the thrill. Hardcore self-destruction. I thought my life was over until I saw how worse the other convicts were. The only services jail offers are GED, church and AA slash nah, so any rehabbing is done there. The discipline isn't like the military where they attempt to teach you honor or anything. It's just stand for count and clean your area once a day. I already had a GED but took it again out of boredom. Prison is a lot better. Counselors teach community college courses and you have a job. Came out with 9 credits. Probation sucks. Get downtown twice a week, don't have a shy bladder, keep a job, go to meetings even though I didn't have a drug problem. 
high stress and a lot of us get indefinite probation which averages 5 years. But I did well. I'm white and middle class so I was able to blend back into society easy. Waited tables and did community college. My PO let me off probation in 2 years so I could go to university and ultimately hardly missed a beat. Happily married now with 3 kids, a mortgage and a career I don't hate. Honestly, the biggest motivation for me was watching WB shows in jail and seeing them all go to college. It was like when Mowgli saw other humans and left the jungle on his own. Needless to say, I had an unstable childhood. Rehabilitated? My first night in a juvenile facility they put me in a cell with a sheet of cardboard for my bed. They had three juveniles crammed in every cell that was designed to hold one kid at a time. We rarely left those cells because the officers couldn't be bothered to supervise us in the day room. Most of my days in that detention facility were spent in that cell, listening to the sounds of the Darum TV while the officers watched whatever instead of doing their jobs. This description details a facility I only spent six months at. I finally got out of there when a bed opened up at another facility because the kid died due to not receiving help from the corrections or medical staff, his name was Willie Durden. I could go on for ages about how they don't give a fuck about rehabilitation. Justice is about the almighty dollar sign, no room for much else. I haven't been to prison, just in and out of juvie and jail for years. I don't know what was supposed to be rehabilitating. With a lot of psychological help in juvie, they had high staff turnover so there was never really consistency in progress. A lot of drug programming at both levels was just kind of like their stuff. And really basic. I've been in a juvie class where another kid was correcting the teacher's info. Jails mostly have AA, don't really like AA. A lot of hanging out and playing games and entertaining yourself. It rehabilitated some of my basketball skills, though some of that gets a little dirty for an actual game. It rehabilitated my ability to read books. After the first couple of times going to juvie or jail never concerned me. Once you figured the place out a bit then you can just hang out. I have an uncle who had custody of me as a teen and he invested in me. He rehabilitated me, the system just took me and held me for periods of time but he did the real work. He got me competent and consistent mental health care. We found a counselor who I connected with. I got my meds sorted out. I got consistent and competent substance help. I got a good education and directed towards a career. He got himself help in how to parent me. He got me to be a regular human by about 21. With greater funding and a change of attitude, I think the system could implement all of that stuff far more successfully. And I think that a big focus on juveniles and young adults would help too. And stop being obsessed with the act of locking people up. Not me, but my boyfriend spent two years in jail for drug possession with intent to sell. He just said he played cards and read a lot. No rehabilitation programs. This is a small jail in Florida, not prison. The thing that sucks is that when a felon is released, they have so many limitations placed on them that are so difficult to overcome. It is very hard to find housing or a job that will take on a felon. Luckily he came from a well-off family, so he was able to live at a relative's house and work for his father's company. But if he came from a poor family, his choices would be extremely limited, which is why so many felons go right back to committing crimes. They're trying to survive. This is not my story, this is my dad's. He went to prison three different times, but he only counts it as one, since he was only really out for less than a month each time he got out, excepting the last one of course. That's a different story. The last time he went to prison was at Folsom Prison near Sacramento. Yes, from the song. His cellmate was an older man, though, my dad remarked that now, he's older than his cellmate was at the time. 
My dad was a bit of an arrogant prick and he was bragging about times he got away with some drug smuggling job. They were playing a game of chess and his cellmate just sighed. Boy, if you ever listen to a word I say, listen to this. You're still young, you got your whole life ahead of you. Me? I'm here for life. Do you understand that? I'm never getting out of this prison. And when I die, they're going to bury me out in the graveyard with a wooden marker over top my body. I burned all my bridges and now there's no one left to give a shit when I die. You're still a kid, but I was your age when I was put in here. Stop being a fucking dumbass and do something with your life if you don't want to be buried underneath a prison. Now move your fucking piece so we can play some chess. He was wrong about one thing though. I've seen my dad cry exactly twice in my life. The second time was last year when we visited Folsom Prison and my dad found out that his cellmate, the man who changed his life, passed away years ago. My dad cried over his death, and was probably the only person who did. If that man hadn't verbally slapped my dad across the face, I wouldn't have been born. So yeah, prison can be rehabilitating, but I'm not sure if it's the system that's responsible. Thanks for listening to Reddit Readings episode 29. And if you enjoyed it, consider subscribing and leaving a rating. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Do you enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal? We do too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast. In this podcast, we bring you bi-weekly discussions on possible scientific explanations behind the supernatural. Backed up by research articles and other credible sources, we do deep dives into things like archaeology and physics and share in-depth discussions with topic experts. Visit us at SpookyScienceSisters.com to listen to a couple of skeptics debunk some of your favorite alien encounters, cryptid sightings, and ghost stories with science, sass, and a significant amount of laughter. Thank you and stay spooky.